In the next hour, we want to put a smile on your face, elevate your endorphins, and bring you happiness. Welcome to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. We spend so much of our lives chasing happiness, it might just be where you least expect it to be. Natalie and her guests are going to show you how and where to find it. And now, your host, Natalie Botros. Hi, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host, the Bon Vivant Girl and self-proclaimed happiness fairy. Today, we're going to talk about health and being happy with health and finding the right road to our health. You know, everybody says you are what you eat. Did you ever wonder what does that mean? I mean, like, do we have to eat something skinny to be skinny? Or do we, if we eat nuts, are we going to get nuts? I wondered, I even wrote a book about it, which was called, If You Are What You Eat, Should I Eat a Skinny Girl? And to discover, like, really what is all about? What is the right food for you? What is the best way to lose weight and what is the way to do it without losing your appetite for life. My guest today, she's really a specialist about finding the right path for you, not only with food, but with everything. She has a very holistic approach. She's a precision wellness specialist. So let me talk a little bit about my guest. She has an extensive experience, not only in fitness, medicine, physics, holistic nutrition, cultural health, and genetics, but also in plants and their practical uses in different cultures that we call ethnobotany, as well as non-trigonomics and biochemistry. Having served as a clinical director in medical settings and nutritionist formulator behind the scenes and the food industry, her message for holistic health packs significantly more power than simple theory. Her ability to merge physical, mental, and emotional health, utilizing both ancient traditions with future health systems, offers achievable transformation. She specializes in crafting individualized individualized health solutions that build strong bodies, optimize career performance, and limit the potential for physical, mental, and emotional health obstacles. She's also a product innovator and a brand developer. Please welcome my guest, Buendi. Michelle, how are you? I'm very good. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me, by the way. Thank you for coming to my show. I'm like so excited because we're going to learn so much with you. So first of all, I even ask myself, what is a precision wellness specialist? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Happy to. It's somewhat of a term that I had to coin or at least come up with to explain what I do because it's so health is so much more than just nutrition or just movement or the things that we think of when we go out to do a Google search of I need to get healthy. And what I found after working with people for so long is that they're just used to these fragmented pieces of health. Okay, well, if I can just get my diet right, then I'm, I'll be good. If I could just sleep better, then I'm good. But that's a lot of different coaches. That's a lot of different people with their hands in the pot. It's like too many cooks in the kitchen. And so precision wellness is really, to me, what is my favorite part about health is the individual. It's getting to know the individual person, what that person needs specifically across all different aspects of their life, stress, sleep, hormones, um, genetics, epigenetics, movement, and, and their, their personal goals and lifestyles, emotional intelligence, all of that stuff plays a role in health. 
And so a precision wellness specialist is someone who can get very precise quickly and adapt over time in order to achieve a very personalized health program for somebody to implement um, and and maintain because sustainability is very important for health. Mm-hmm. So it, they're able to sustain it long term because it's been, been it's kind of like surgery where we just we refine over time until it's something that they can keep forever. So that's in essence what that is. Okay, and so how did you decide to become one? Because you had like all those <laughs> all those expertise, and you said I have to create one where I can use all of them. <laughs> I wish it, I wish it had come that easy. Uh, I actually had no intention on doing health and wellness at all um, as a child, but I did eventually learn about the human body in high school. And I was fascinated by just the strength of our bodies and ability that we have when we apply certain things to our environment. I didn't know it in those terms at the time, but I was very interested in experimenting with things and going, well, if I do this with my food or if I do this with my sleep, what happens and creating like a measurable experiment. Eventually I got into nutrition and supplementation through the fitness industry. So I was a fitness competitor for a couple of years and really living that lifestyle. You know, my diet was perfect. Everything was on point and still I started to not feel well. And I couldn't figure out why, because I, at that point was probably a self-professed expert, which I am the opposite of now, because I feel like the more you learn, the less you know. Um, And I started um, having like stomach issues. And so I was little by little going, okay, let me learn about the gut. You know, and this was before anybody was talking about the gut or gluten for that matter. So I was kind of applying that mindset and I was, you know, little by little getting better. But then um, over about three months period of time, I ended up completely paralyzed. I couldn't walk. I was having seizures. I had mini strokes. I mean, name a symptom. I literally had it. And so as each one came up, I would go to my doctor or I would see a specialist and they couldn't figure out what was going on. So I had to go get textbooks and research and learn each of these individual aspects. Okay, why can't I walk? What is that pain? Where is that coming from? Okay, why do my joints hurt? Where is that pain was coming from? And so little by little, I was learning all these different elements of life. Also, uh, where could this have come from environmentally? Did I eat something weird? Did I get exposed to something? So then I was assessing the external components of my health. And then I was looking internally. Am I mad about something? Because, you know, traditional Chinese medicine says that if you suppress anger, your liver's on fire. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I just want to walk again. Uh, eventually I made my way through pretty much every specialist that there was with no help, unfortunately. And I found natural medicine and I really did not believe that it was going to be helpful. I thought they were just going to be another place to write, you know, send me an invoice so (laughs) that I would be bankrupt. Um, but lo and behold, it actually is what helped me. And it, it was that shift of the power of the human body when it comes to healing that, changed the game for me. And I thought to myself, as a personal trainer, as a nutritionist, how did I not know these things? And how could I ever even charge somebody again to tell them this much of this much that I now know, but I know I still don't know anything. So I spent five years researching all of the different elements of health down to like culture 
um, where somebody lives, um, the genetic expression of emotions that have been passed down from generations, all these things I didn't know were influencing me subconsciously. Most people don't know this. So it was through healing my own body and with the, but specifically not just with the goal to be better, but I had this, I had this fury for humanity. I was furious because I thought, I know the questions to ask. And if I, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little stubborn when it came to, because I just wanted to get better. But what about the people who are just exhausted and they don't have the questions to ask? Who is speaking up for them? Who is teaching them? And that is how it evolved into knowing all these different things, because then I eventually felt comfortable taking on clients again. And then as each one brought a new component of their life, their individual experience, their individual condition or problem or concern, I dove deep into research the same for every client as I did for myself. Going into it like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Let's find out together. Let's explore together. And I feel like that is one missing component in the health space is all of these experts who actually have never met the person on the other line. Of course. So, um, so anyway, so that's how it all came about was just through my own experience and just going, we have to do this different. (laughs) And like you manage at the end to, to heal yourself. And right now you're healing all your patients in you're being in a way the detective mm-hmm. <laughs> of health. Yes. You know, like most of women like me, we had like at some moment, some hormonal problems, but when you go to a doctor, I don't always, they say, ah, you're perimenopausal, you're this, you're that, but they don't even listen to you. So really we all need someone like you to listen exactly mm-hmm. about our symptoms because Maybe I'm not perimenopausal. Maybe I have something else. Mm-hmm. And you, you come in there to discover that with us. Yeah. And that's key with, with you because it's not, to me, it's not a solution if, if it creates more problems or creates dependency. Mm-hmm. So just, I know it's easier to just say, somebody please tell me what to do. But that's also why you're, I think people are always reaching for an external source when our source is is our instinct we were born with an innate understanding of what it is we need but we've just been kind of taught that we have to go to the experts what i think the ideal scenario is is to have somebody walk alongside you who knows enough to teach you how to ask the questions and also to teach you that you have permission to ask these questions I don't care how many degrees somebody has. I don't care how much somebody's been to school. You have permission to ask them all the questions and demand answers because it's your body, not theirs. And that's something that's powerful to teach people. But we have to do it together. I don't just tell somebody, this is what you're going to do. We go explore together. And that's um, the most fun part of what I get to do. (laughs) So let's say I'm coming to you and I'm telling you, I have hormonal problems or I have let's say hormonal problems mm-hmm. what are the steps that you you follow with your with your clients how do you you know start working with them so I have a very lengthy intake form which is <laughs> just it's truly conversational um, I think there's a lot to be said for and, and you touched on it briefly just a moment ago being heard 
So a lot of it is questions that seem irrelevant. So a lot of times people will say to me, uh, I'm just looking about my hormones. Why are you asking me about my great grandmother and what she ate for breakfast? You know, <laughs> but all that stuff matters. So I do an extensive intake form and there's so many little clues in there about what might be going on. And let's say it is a hormone imbalance. I don't care if that's what it is. Uh, I don't even care if there's a real quick fix for that. I want to know how did it get imbalanced? Because, what, what made the switch? Yeah, yes, because it's in that space where it's like that's the true like spot to dig into. That's the if you were if this was a like a garden and we were looking to plant something, you want to plant it in that soil. What happened? Why? What? Why were you stressed? Why did work? Why did you feel like you had to carry the burdens of everybody at your job? Why? Where did that come from? Let's plant. Let's dig there. Let's like dig out what's not true. Let's get rid of the dirty soil. Let's put some new, fresh truth in there. And then that's where we plant our seeds. You know, that's where we grow. And I feel like that is the, the one of the other differences between what I do and most people do is simply going, oh, well, there's a hormone imbalance. Yeah. Do you know that most girls who are 13, ages 11 to 13 are already out of balance hormonally? It has nothing to do with age. Of course. It has, every, it has so much more to do than that. So, it's, so identifying the areas of that is, you know, through the discovery period is what I do. And then the next step is I do... Um, different lifestyle adjustments in drip feeds. And what that means is instead of going, okay, here's your program and it's 10 pages long and um, let me know if you have any questions, I'll meet once a week with my clients and go over one element of their ultimate protocol. So we might start with food. We might start with movement. We might start with emotional health. It just, it's so based on the individual and what I feel like is going to get us to um, some level of success fastest because humans need, we need to see that what we're doing matters and it's working. So I'll um, determine that based on the person. And then we go through about, it ranges from 12 to 15 weeks of little changes. So, okay, we've got the nutrition down. Let's talk about sleep. Okay. And then what's cool is at some point in time, it kind of just all starts lining up. Yeah. It goes automatically. Yeah. Because it's like you get those little, once you get the one thing, the two things, the three things down, well, now all of a sudden, before we even started talking about herbs or different, um, you know, medicine to um, help correct or nutritional implementation to help correct the hormones, they're already rebalancing themselves. We don't even have to do it, which is so awesome. That's amazing. So it's, it's, you take one by one every element of, of, of the person. Mm-hmm. It's a very holistic approach, basically. Yes. And, yeah. and I know that like summer is around the corner and people like now, like most of the listeners, they, they want to like lose weight fast. Yeah. <laughs> and the question is, I mean, not the question, I want to talk a little bit about bioindividuality, which is mm. basically no diet fits all because we're all different. Can you tell us about that, about, you know, health and food and what people should eat or not eat? How do they find that? Yes. Uh, so I love, I love this question because this is like the, just the heart of what I do that no, there is no such thing as the best diet. 
that is a creation of the food industry and the diet and wellness industry is to say, here's the new thing. And then people walk around feeling like they are, you know, they're not part of the program and that's, and now that's to blame. And then they have guilt and shame that they have on themselves because the diet that worked for everybody else doesn't work for them. I mean, it is so overwhelmingly annoying <laughs> because the per every person based on how they everything from how they perceive the world to how they feel about themselves to their genetics and culture to where they live at the present moment determines how their body is going to actually take in food assimilate food break down the food absorb the food uh, what they do for a living matters there's no one way to do it and that so bio individuality is being able to look at somebody's food their nutrition their their how they eat and go, oh, okay, here's what's best for you. And um, here's the seasons that we're going we're gonna to cycle it through because it's also seasonal. What works today for this particular season, come wintertime, it won't be the same because we're so connected to the earth. We're so connected to the, our environment around us that when the winter comes and the trees change and all the, 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 the animals change and the food changes, so does our microbiome. So we have to get very specific to the individual for them to be successful. There is no one size fits all diet at all. Oh, ever. That's, that's amazing. We're going to soon take our first break, but before the break, like we have a minute, I want to, so you say like the seasons, I know that from what I, I learned at school is you have to eat the, the, the fruits or vegetables of the season because yes. otherwise like it creates an imbalance. Uh, I, I guess you're talking about that when you say like you have to find the right food. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, go ahead. <laughs> no. And so, and then you, you ask your clients to create a, a journal to like, do they do homework? I think we should talk about that after the break. If they need to do, I propose them to create a food mood journal where they put everything, every detail. And I want to talk about this just after the break. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. So I think we're going to get like in few seconds, our break. And, and then we can talk about that. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I love that topic too. I think it's so important and so helpful. It's immediate tips people can use um, exactly. to, apl to apply all this information, which I know is a lot. Uh, and I'm sure you have so many tips for our listeners. <laughs> it's, that's Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. know if an hour is going to be enough for us to discuss. <laughs> yeah. We'll get as much in as we can. Exactly. Exactly. That will be great. And I want to also talk about it number 10 my fascination. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it really does merge into what is um, seasonal because it's, it's direct relationship with our environment and plants around us. Oh yeah. No, it's, I think it's linked to earth as well to everything. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So see you. Talk to you everyone after our break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all yet are missing the most important thing to be happy? 
The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at thebond-vivantgirl.com and click Happiness Course. Whatever your budget, Natalie the Happiness Fairy has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host, and we're talking with Wendy, who is a precision wellness specialist. We were talking just before the break about bioindividuality, and I was asking her how someone can find their the right diet for them, and she was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And so we were uh, just just discussing that everybody has their own their own food that's going to be ideal for them that is based on every aspect and element of their life and their goals. Some people have, some people are trying to put on muscle. Some people are trying to lose weight. Some people are, you know, there's so many different aspects and elements that go into assessing what is the best diet. Um, And in the process of doing so, it's very, it's critical to know what is working and what's not working. And so that's where like the tools like that you mentioned would come in a journal where people are actually writing down um, what they've eaten and how they feel. I think that that is awesome. And that's definitely a way to help people get connected, you know, back to what it is that they're eating and how it correlates. Cause believe it or not, most people have no idea how much what they're eating is affecting how they feel. They just have been told uh, we've all been told that as we age, you know, a number of things will happen to us. And so when it starts to happen to us, we shouldn't question, for sure it's not the food, for sure it's not whatever you know diet we're consuming, it's just age. And that's one of the biggest lies that there is. It has nothing to do with um, just aging. There is a process to aging, but what we eat determines how well we age, what we're consuming. So helping people to reconnect with the fact that, oh, I guess I didn't notice that on the days when I go out to lunch and I have that sandwich that I love, I'm exhausted the rest of the day. I thought that was just getting older. So I do love, and I usually will have, I check in with my clients on a daily basis because I think relationship is so key, Mm -hmm. not so much accountability, but like, Hey, you're not in this alone. Like we're going to do this together, but I'll check in with them daily. Just see how things are going. Um, and also ask them to write down what they've eaten or wh- what comes to mind. I try to get them to reconnect with those little, th- the little thoughts that you have, like the knowing where you're like, I don't know why I think this, but it, those are important. 
write those things down. Definitely. Don't ignore them. Write those things down. So that's one way that I help people or I tell them to start getting reconnected with their innate knowing that they are the smartest, most intelligent person when it comes to their body. And that should never be outsourced. Of course. I mean, I know that I call them happy foods and unhappy foods. And happy foods, it doesn't mean that it should be kale or a salad or a smoothie. Your happy food can be a piece of meat or even a glass of wine. It's okay. But <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's the people, they, they, they don't get that. And we have to, as you say, listen to ourselves mm-hmm. and say, like, if I eat pizza, for example, I like it, but it doesn't like me. So mm-hmm. listen to your body. Listen, why this pizza doesn't like you and like why you don't feel good. You feel tired or you feel bloated. It means that something in this pizza, it's not working for you. So I'm not saying don't eat pizza, but work around, find like what, which elements and where Wendy comes in and then helps you. <laughs> yeah, because it can feel overwhelming. And also there is, there is, whether we want to admit it or not, there is very much an emotional element to how we react and work and live with food. There's a lot of things that in our upbringing, when we were very small, before we really could understand how to express ourselves or even what these emotions are that we're feeling, um, we started attaching different emotions to food or to rejecting food and figuring out what those things are. And then just going, okay, what, why do I grab? I know that pizza doesn't like me. Let's say they get to that point, right? I know pizza doesn't like me. Why doesn't it like me? The next question then is, so why do I keep going for pizza? (laughs) We've already established this is an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Why am I still having pizza? Is it really a happy food or is it filling a different void that I'm allowing? And there's an emotional component that people don't really, because it's kind of like taking your best friend, even though, It's like you will say all day that your best friend talks too much or whatever, but somebody else tries to say it and you're like going to defend them. That's how people get with their food. I'm sure you've experienced this as well, you know, but it is, it's an emotional element that we have to, we have to just look it in the eye and go, okay, whatever is happening in my life, whether I have a disease or a condition or a health issue, or I just want more, I want more energy. I want more life. I want more joy. Those things matter more to me than whatever this pizza is doing or those, you know, that's where my happy is. My happy is the things that I desire and I have access to that. So am I willing to negotiate for myself? And that's key because some people in that moment go, for whatever reason, I'm not willing to negotiate for myself. Yeah. And that's where the digging goes. Yeah. So basically like learn how to dissociate this feeling that, that the pizza between you and pizza yeah. <laughs> and yeah. say that pizza is not going to fulfill your life. And some people, you know, like they said, I'm going to be on a diet the whole week and on the weekend, I'm going to get a pizza as a reward. Like food shouldn't be your rewards. Like we're humans. We don't need rewards. Like, <laughs> your reward is like you being feeling good. You're feeling happy. Yes. So really people should learn how to find that little difference, which makes the big big, big, big change in, in your health, basically. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about not, um, genomics. I want to know what is it and like, how does it impact our life and our health? 
Yeah. So nutrigenomics is how nutrition and genetics, that's the relationship between nutrition and genetics. Mm -hmm. So we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier around the individual person and why somebody would need specific foods um, one way and somebody else, you know, would, you know, need foods in a different way because how our genes express themselves. So we have genetics and then we have what's called epigenetics and epigenetics is the expression of the gene based on the environment around us. Um, so just because you have the genetics for, I don't know, diabetes or cancer doesn't necessarily mean that your genes are going to express that. What's going to determine if it gets expressed is your epigenetics, the environment. And one of the components of the environment is nutrition. So different foods that you eat, depending on like the genetic layout of your body is going to, is going to determine, are you able to absorb iron? Are you able to methylate uh, folic acid? Can you do those things? Do you have the genetic disposition or makeup in order to assimilate certain nutrients? Some people don't. Some people are not able to methylate uh, folic acid. So they actually have to take a different version of it. Um, some people are not able to absorb iron or they absorb too much iron. So identifying these different areas of somebody's genetic makeup, which, you know, thankfully with technology, we're able to do this now. And then look at the different um, markers on their genes. We can get really precise about which foods to make sure get incorporated and which foods we eliminate because we know that their body is not set up to you know, process it properly and in turn could be causing some significant health problems at a cellular level that they may not be able to diagnose yet, but internally they feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we, how do we discover? Like with technology, you say we, 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 we come to see you. We go. We have to go to a specialist. Like how does it work? So there's a lot of um, genetic companies. Like 23andMe is probably one of the better known mm -hmm. ones, where mm -hmm. you actually can have. Um, it's a saliva test usually with like a swab, or you spit into like a little container and you send it away, and then it and then it gives you a report where it talks about all the different. Um, genetic markers that you have um, in your lineage. And then from that data, there are, there are some companies that you plug that data in. Uh, it's like a, there's um, platforms. Um, there's a company called Pathway Genomics, and they do this really well where the report that they send back to you specifically says you have this marker and it's in like proper English. So it's like very easy to understand. Okay. Yeah. So I can't methylate it, you know, or it's likely that based on your genetic makeup that you're going to do better with a lower fat diet, not a low fat diet, but that if you, you're going to eat more of these fats than these fats because of this um, blueprint, we'll call it that, that your you have yeah, your blueprint. genetics. Yeah. Yes. So there's a couple of different um, companies that do this really well. So usually what I'll do, um, if they don't have uh, a 23andMe genetic report already done, then I'll help them decide which service to do with that. And then mm -hmm. I'll be able to take that information that they get and then apply it to the overall assessment of their of their nutritional profile and how we create strategy around eating based on their genetics. Okay. For example, if my family, it's like the, the, my family all battled with weight, mm -hmm. will I be, will I need to always fight with weight or like, is there, like, there are ways to change it? <laughs> yes. Well, that's the power of exactly. epigenetics, you know, and I love that because most people are like, oh, well, my aunt, my grandma, you know, my, like, it's just part of what, and that's not true. 
it, it isn't part of who you are unless you agree to it. So the first thing is you have to decide, no, that's actually not, I'm not going to let that gene express itself. So I'm going to implement lifestyle practices that will keep that gene turned off. And we know that we can do this um, genetically speaking with the different foods that we eat and the environments that we're in, that we can actually keep genes turned off or we can turn genes on where we've, there's lots of studies where they've looked at identical twins and one is expressing like just high cholesterol, diabetes, all the things, weight, obesity. And then the other twin is like fit and like active and full of energy and no diabetes or high cholesterol to be found. So how did that happen? Epigenetics. One of them said, I will adopt a lifestyle that will not allow these genes to turn on. And the other one had a lifestyle that was conducive to those genes fully expressing themselves. So yeah, it's powerful. It's powerful. And I know that for some people, it's bad news because like they can always blame their genetics. They cannot blame it anymore. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> you, have to, you have to take charge out of your life, basically. Yes, <laughs> like you cannot absolutely. just blame everything and everyone and every diet and your genetics. Nope. Yeah. So let's talk about what I'm fascinated. <laughs> I was telling you this before the show, the ethnobotany. Can you yes. tell us what it is and then like how does it impact us, our lives, and our health? Yeah. So ethnobotany is really in like the simplest way to describe it is the human's relationship with their with the plants around them, the vegetation around them in in the different region that they live in. So um, understanding what practical uses we have for um, this plant or that plant, and knowing how to um, prepare them for whatever it is that we want to use it for. Um, and we see this in things like traditional Chinese medicine. Um, they are, they have gotten ethnobotany down to a science. They use all of the different plants and herbs that grow in the different regions um, to treat different ailments. That's what they've been doing for centuries since the beginning of time. Same in India, Ayurvedic medicine in, and um, nutrition is the same where they're very much um, connected to this food does this. Um, uh, they <coughs> are more into the, the balancing of the doshas. So it's like melons will, will balance out um, a pitta, but it's going to aggravate a kapha. Like there's different things about how that particular culture works with the plants, but those are all examples of ethnobotany. Um, and then more <coughs> progressive, we have the example of um, pharmaceutical companies. So people, how did they, how did um, aspirin come about? Like, did they just go in a lab and be like, we think <coughs> these chemicals essentially will, will create this anti-inflammatory mechanism. No, we had a plant called a white willow tree that when oh. they took the bark off of it, it caused all the inflammation in people's bodies to, to be minimized. Pain would go away before they had a microscope and could explain it in more scientific terms. They just knew if somebody in the tribe is hurting, go to that tree, get that bark, apply it this way, either steam distillate it or cook it or make a tea out of it or make a poultice out of it or whatever the application is, do that, they'll feel better. Well, then, you know, fast forward to more modern medicine times, they've taken that information from ethnobotany, identified the active components of the white willow bark tree, which yeah. is the example that we're using. And then we have aspirin. So almost everything in pharmaceuticals 
has been inspired by. I wouldn't go so far as to say is better than, but I will say has been inspired by nature. Um, that's where it was nature's original idea. And then they've taken pieces of it, added onto it so that they can specifically patent it. Because otherwise, if it's just as nature provides, it cannot be patented. So that's very important to understand. It's also why <laughs> I have such a deep level of respect and honor for um, plants and herbs and food because it, it, they have all been designed to treat us medicinally um, on every level. Well, and you, you cured yourself with, with those herbs and plants, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you found, you managed to walk. You were saying that you couldn't walk. <laughs> you managed, yeah. you really like, it really helped you. So it's very powerful and people don't, don't really get it. Sometimes when they get the supplements, they think that it's just a supplement. It doesn't have any effect. Actually, they have like a lot of effects. Yes. Yes. It has to do with the manufacturing also. And that's something I think it's important uh, for people to understand when it comes to supplementation as well, that we do need to um, hold different companies accountable, all the companies, but the ones that we're purchasing from, we need to look, do they offer a certificate of insurance? What, how are they extracting this, 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 um, I don't know, herbs herb or tree or whatever, how are they doing that? Um, and, and what are the, how do they make sure that there's not contaminants? How are they ensuring that we have the best quality? Is it being grown in a lab or is it being grown in the soil that it was originally intended to grow in, which is essentially also ethnobotany? Those things are some of the reasons why when people buy supplements, they don't feel ineffective. They don't think it's doing anything because it's very poor quality. Of and course. it's mostly fillers um, with like a tiny, tiny bit. And really it goes back to like the diet conversation. There's no one supplement right for everyone. Of course. One person's going to heal from it. The other person's going to feel nothing and it's going to be junk to them because it's, it's not a blanket solution. Nature is way too intelligent to just give one catch-all. Um, we have just such intelligent bodies. We need to work alongside nature and know um, that we are getting the most pure version of that so that it can actually help facilitate whatever our goal is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I had this experience with turmeric once, you know, turmeric is great. I was like, okay, I have to take turmeric pills, <laughs> you know, like supplement. And I kept like taking them, taking them. And I was like feeling like kind of like almost faint, fainting. My blood pressure was like up and down. I was like, what is happening? And when I went to see the doctor and I said, I'm just taking turmeric. She goes like, why? I'm like, because it's good. Like I read it everywhere. <laughs> it's good. She goes, well, you don't, you don't need it. It's like, you, you don't need it. And like, you have to like really take it off from your diet, like put it in your food when you eat, you know, when you cook, but yeah, it's, it's not very, it seems good, but it's not, it wasn't good for me. We're going to take our second break and after we'll continue talking with Wendy. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all, yet are missing the most important thing, to be happy? 
The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at thebond-vivantgirl.com and click Happiness Course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the happiness fairy, has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Natalie Botros, your host. And we're talking with Wendy Michelle about health, bioindividuality, about finding the right diet and lifestyle for you. Because... It's not all about diet. It's about the lifestyle. And just before the break, we were talking about uh, ethnobotany. And she was telling us how to choose the right plants or the right supplements for you. And here we are. We're back. So during the break, we were talking with, with, Mich- uh, with Wendy about choosing the right, if you want to you know, get like supplements, herbal supplements, choosing the right one. And she was saying that you shouldn't just go for the cheaper one, right? <laughs> no, no, it's cheaper for a reason. Uh, and it's not because the ones that are more expensive are trying to you know, get one over on you. The reality is that it's very, you know, that nature, especially in preserving its original design during a manufacturing process is very expensive. And some of these superfoods that are, when they're grown in the proper soil and the proper area, um, maintaining the integrity of that means that there's not a high volume. I mean, if you think about how many supplement shelves there are and how many stores you go to in person and online, you have to start thinking about what the actual quantity of food that is. And so we'll just go back to using turmeric as the example. How much turmeric would you actually have to grow <laughs> to be able to make all those gummies and all those capsules? And all? I mean, at some point in time, that must be a very diluted version or a very dirty version mm-hmm. of turmeric. But if you go to the grocery store and you go into the produce section and you go next to where the ginger is, you'll find a little turmeric root. And it's a tiny little thing. And I think it's around like $19 per pound. It's not a cheap root. You get mm-hmm. a bang for your buck, out, especially when it's just the, you know, the, the intact version of itself. But it's, it's not cheap. So as you look at each supplement before you buy, think of that. How, how, many, how many elderberries had to be grown to get this much juice out of each one to fill up this thing times how many million? Yeah. And pretty soon you'll start to see why things are expensive. And also, if it's cheap, there's a reason. 
And it's probably not because it's high quality um, (laughs) unless they have like a backyard and it's a farmer's market and they're just growing their own elderberries. I am such a huge supporter of that anyway. I think we need to go back to that as much as possible. Of course. So people who want to have a healthy life, let's say they come and see you and you, you create with them, but they're on a budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so you, you were talking about like, you have to choose a more expensive, the expensive one is the better one. Is there like, like, are there any tips that you can give us to go to the grocery store or to buy any supplements is I'm sure you have a lot of tips with that. <laughs> for that. Yes. Yeah. Well, so it's difficult to, to advise overall because what would be a real quick, easy thing for one person may not be for another, but I can say one thing for sure. And it's very inexpensive and it has so much value and it's very easy to do is to grow your own broccoli sprouts. Growing your own broccoli sprouts has just a plethora of studies specifically on a chemical that are in the sprouts. And this is only one of many benefits of it called sulforaphane. And it is, uh, I mean, everything from anti-aging to internal balance, hormonal balance, um, just dense nutrients. Because if you think about a, a broccoli sprout, you know, sprouts are so nutritionally dense, but they can grow without soil. They can grow without water. They can grow without light. Like this is the stuff we should be doing because it will cost us pennies on the dollar. We'll get more out of it because it's more bioavailable because it's the actual original version of itself. And you can grow those things all day and just simply freeze them and throw them into smoothies if you don't want it to like sit around and get old and, you know, because you can't eat that many salads. But it's a very easy way to get a lot of nutrients without spending a lot of money and reconnect yourself with your food. You, there's, a, there's something about holding our own food, growing our own food that speaks directly to like the, the language of our cells. Like we know this food, we trust this food. When we go out to eat or we grab something that's been prepared, our brains consciously, we're like, ah, oh, this is good. Subconsciously, the way that we've evolved through life, we have been designed to question whether or not that's going to be poison or not. So when you grow something, when you make something yourself, there is a piece that is an additive to that particular ingredient that your body goes, oh, okay, like this is good for us. And it will immediately, and because of that, absorb more of the nutrients and assimilate it and break it down better because there's a trust component that's missing from most of our food interactions. So that's my step one. And that would be like a blanket overall yeah. for everybody. It does a lot. But otherwise, I feel like the most important thing to do is to start, I would start if without me or, or somebody like me, start journaling, ask yourself that question. Why do I eat this? How does this make me feel? What diet am I on? Has it been working? Why did I choose it? You know, what is the motive and the, the different things and get back, you know, you, like you really are the expert on you. And I just want to give everybody permission to reconnect to that. You actually don't need Google There was a time where we didn't have it. We had to walk outside and pray that if we picked the plant on the right and not the left, that we weren't going to die. That's in us. That DNA got passed down from that time and it's still in us. You just have to turn it on. Yeah. And also it's, I mean, I always say when you go grocery shopping, it's easy. If you want to buy something ready, check. If you have more than five ingredients or ingredients that you cannot pronounce, don't buy them. 
I mean, the easiest way will be to buy only the fresh product. But I know that some people, they don't have mm-hmm. time. Although I know that you teach people how to cook fast and on a budget easily. Can you talk a little bit about that for our listeners? Yes. So one of my specialties, because I don't, although I do a lot of cooking, I'm not a chef, nor do I even really like to cook. <laughs> I like to go play. Like my happy is being outside and being with people and having conversation. So I have developed so many recipes over the years that are like as quick as I can possibly make them to get in and out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So um, one is just starting with things that I look at recipes for how many different pieces of equipment do I need? Do I have to cook it? And, is it, and, and do I have to stand over it? Because if I have to babysit my food, I'm probably not making that recipe. If I can just quickly stir it, chop it, put it in a bowl and serve it, or just put it on a, a like a baking sheet, put it in the oven and walk away and come back, or put it in a pressure cooker, walk away, come back. Those are my kind of meals. And I feel like other people um, don't realize when they look at these recipes and there's like all these ingredients, even when they're fresh ingredients, it's like that much more chopping to do. Just keep it very simple. You'd be surprised at how good an avocado mashed up with a banana taste with some sliced strawberries on top. It tastes like banana pudding. It has an interesting color, but if you can get past that, it's so easy and it's delicious. And there's just, just so many different examples of that on my Instagram page. I do have a lot of rest. I mean, it goes back years of recipes. Basically every photo of food has a recipe below it because I feel like it's a lot to go searching around for a blog and then like scroll through the bottom. I was like, let me just give people really quick references and an image of what it's supposed to look like at the end. Um, and then maybe why, why would you choose this to eat? So that's another, that's, that's the place I would send people to for quick, free, fast information on how to cook. That's simple. And you have a book as well with all those recipes and it's right. Yes. So and what I'm, is the book? What's the name of the book? <laughs> it's called effortless real food. Um, it's available through me and it's also right now we're in the process of it, process of like revamping it so that it's even easier to read because the book does actually get into like the different herbal components of the food and why you eat onions or why would you eat dill, things like that. So I'm actually in the process of revamping that. And that one is going to release in September. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I have to get that book. <laughs> and so we were also talking about um, you about, you know, health, like they're like, okay, health and wellness tips. Is there like anything else, any other tips that you want to give to the listeners about health and wellness? So many, Uh, (laughs) but we'll keep it simple. Um, So, so one thing I think that is really important, especially when it comes to mood and happiness, because we are after all talking about being happy um, is connecting to the earth via grounding. So taking your shoes off wherever you are, Um, in the world and getting your feet on the ground and absorbing those free electrons, which is like charging your phone, except for that it's your body. And you actually get um, a huge release of different chemicals. I mean, it's just feel good energy and it's free and it's easy and it can be concrete because of the conductivity. It can be grass. It can be sand. It can be dirt. It doesn't matter. Get your feet on the ground, reconnect five to 10 minutes a day, especially in the afternoon when you need just like a little boost. I will go for a walk with bare feet just because I'm like, okay, I'm coming down. I need time to get back up again. Um, And the other thing is to detox guilt and shame. We're all trying to figure out what best 
nutrition is for. I, I'm still, you know, because as I, as I grow and evolve, I'm learning more things too. But if every time I eat, I have guilt or shame around it or fear, I'm minimizing my body's ability to actually assimilate what I have given it. Find the peace say a prayer over your food, have gratitude over your food, even though you don't know where it's coming from, that will change how your body absorbs those nutrients. So detox guilt and shame, enough of that. You're listening to this show, which means you're already on the right path. You're doing the best you can. There's food available. So let's, you know, little by little, you will figure it out. But to detox guilt and shame, I think is a big one. And then one final really quick one is contrast showers, cold to hot, 30 seconds of each for two minutes. It will, it completely rebalances your body and gives you like a boost of, um, of endorphins. And also it helps to modulate your immune system, which is really important right now. Oh, that's great. I used to do that. <laughs> it's like, it really helps. So yes. where our listeners can find you, your website, your Instagram, give us like all the details. Sure. So my website is um, wendymichelle.com, and that's Wendy with an I. So just wendymichelle.com. On that website, you can actually find everything from I have just an ebook that is um, called Your Best Diet, which really means no diet at all, but just what's best for you. I have a wholeness course that I offer that actually goes through all the different elements of health and wellness that you can get. Um, if you don't, if it's not in your budget time-wise or financially for like one-on-one coaching, um, that wholeness course I created just for that specific scenario and situation. And then also I do coaching as well. My Instagram is at one, the number one, Wendy Michelle. Um, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much where I'm at social media wise. Um, I do a lot of things behind the scenes. And so content has always been harder for me, but there's so much content already on Instagram that I send people there anyway. Yeah, that's great. And then like, yeah, they can get the free recipes like on your, on your Instagram, so which is amazing. Yeah. So we're about to close the show. I have to make a little, you know, like bye-bye, blah, blah. <laughs> thank you, everyone, <laughs> to listen. And thank you, Wendy, to be here. It, it was so interesting. Like, I have, like, so many questions. Like, we didn't go half of, through half of them. <laughs> but if you want to find Wendy, go to her website. She offers much more than what, what, what we talked today really wendymichelle.com and actually even her Instagram account is linked to her website so you can go through the website to her account and uh, and besides that I'll see you all next week just before we have like 30 seconds what makes you happy today Wendy family I'm very thankful for family family yes yeah and be surrounded by love yes absolutely Thank you so much to be with me today and we'll definitely keep in touch. Yes. <laughs> and everyone go to her website. Thank you so much and have a fantastic day until next week, Tuesday, every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern time and 9 a.m. Pacific time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to say yes, be happy. Please join Natalie Botros for another show next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to this program again or any of our past episodes on demand and on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep saying yes and find your happiness.